0: Learning happens everywhere, all the time. Hey there, and welcome to the Homeschool Success Podcast. I am your host, Kami Wanis, the Freedom Scholar. My experience as a veteran homeschool mom, former public high school teacher, and mentor to homeschool families everywhere, along with periodic guests, will help you to create the homeschool experience you always wanted and your family deserves. Homeschooling is a leap of faith that can cause doubts, overwhelm, and uncertainty while trying to keep love of learning high and balance life, work, and kids. Each episode is packed with the strategies, tips, activity ideas, and resources you need to ensure your kids get a great education, create close family relationships, become good leaders, and have tons of fun. You'll learn everything from scheduling, curriculum, routines, homeschooling multiple ages to increasing love of learning and everything in between. This podcast is different from anything else out there by also focusing on the thinking shifts that are the key to homeschooling successfully. Whether you're new to homeschooling or a seasoned veteran, make sure to subscribe so you'll gain the practical strategies and confidence you need to develop a rich love of learning culture and environment that results in passionate lifelong learners More than ever before, leaders are needed who have a great education and who use their unique talents and gifts to make this world better. Join me On My Mission to raise our next generation of leaders through ensuring your family has a supportive and inspiring homeschool journey. Homeschooling is learning through life. You got this! Hello everyone. I am so excited because today we are going to be talking about how to be a busy homeschool parent. I mean, most of us are moms, but there's dads in there too. And we are going to be talking about how to be present with your kids while you are doing all your things. Because we have a lot of things as homeschool parents. We might be working, we might be you know, having businesses, we might be doing activities in charge of church. What in charge of sports coaching? Whatever, we have lots of kids, and we're trying to get it all together. So I am excited about this because Melissa is absolutely amazing. We have Melissa here with us today, and she is fantabulous. First of all, she's an amazing. She, her, and I have like very similar personality styles, I think, and we are definitely about helping you and helping homeschooling parents create their best homeschool experience. So she has an amazing, amazing array of resources, including awesome homeschool YouTube videos that will just help you in every single area and are very empowering. But lots of us, she does a million other things as well. So not to mention living abroad. So all of that we're going to talk about today. And Melissa and I connected through a home, another homeschool group. And it was so fun because we I've been seeing her videos and things and she actually joined our group as well. And I watched one of her videos. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I did actually thought she was a classroom teacher because she looked like she was in a classroom. <laughs> but it was so fun because that's her homeschool, her little homeschool room. I love it. And so... It's really, really great information that she brings, and she is a very busy mama, but she makes time to spend time with her kids and really be present. And especially being that you have younger kids, so it's really hard. You really have to make sure that you're there with that one-on-one Eye contact time, right? And that's something I struggle with too. And you guys, you know, if you're watching this video or, you know, tell me if you are struggling with this as well. This is something I think about all the time, which is I need to give more eye contact time, straightforward, put down stuff, not being. trying to multitask because we are awesome multitaskers, right? (laughs) But try not to multitask and just put it down and look and like really listen and pay attention because our kids need that. They really do. So Melissa, I... I'm so grateful that you're on with us today. I'm so grateful that we connected and that we're working together. This is super cool. And so would you share just a little bit about yourself, your background, like where you're located? Cause that's so fun to me and,
1: and how you are, you know, what you're, what you're up to. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me in the first place, Kimmy. It's really great to be here. And to everybody watching, welcome. Um, And yeah, I'm Melissa Muir. I'm from Virginia originally, um, but about 11 years ago, moved abroad, met my husband here in Ecuador, was doing some mission work down here, and um, met my husband, went back to the U.S. for a year and taught gifted middle school Spanish in Virginia, um, which was such a fun experience and I'm kind of sad it was only a year because it was actually really cool. Um, But that prepped me for a lot of things to come. We got married right after that and moved down here to Ecuador. That's where we live, right down here on the equator in South America. And uh, since then, I taught at an international school. I taught ESL, did some co-teaching, learned so much from my co-teachers, and then moved into online teaching. And I enjoyed that for about three years until things kind of went downhill with the Chinese online teaching market and decided to step out on my own. And so, you know, I had to learn a lot about social media. I had to learn a lot about business and marketing. And so that was all in the midst of having kids every two years. So we have four kids right now. We have 10, 8, 6, and 4. Um, and we're homeschooling them. And it has been quite the journey. Um, but it's been very fun to kind of weave that into my own online teaching, which I do now privately and with some organizations. And I'm also an administrator with an organization that teaches gifted classes. And I create my own resource cl- resources and classes as well. So a lot going on over here. She's not busy at all. not busy at all. <laughs> There's definitely um, a lot of lessons. Since I've learned, and let's be clear, I have not done all of it perfectly by any means. So there's a lot that I've just learned from experience. So I'd say that, that I I'm helpful. impressed.
0: That's <laughs> what I gotta say. I'm impressed. It's it's very impressive. I have a friend who has four kids too, and she's mm-hmm. always you know she's always trying to really make sure she spends time with each one of her kids and how to navigate that and the relationships between them and all that. It's very challenging. I know it's really difficult and you have multiple ages, all, you know, all ranges really and from really needing a lot of attention to getting a little more independent right so do you find that having multiple ages can be because I've heard that from some parents that having homeschooling multiple ages is easier in some cases because it they they can learn from each other they can play with each other like I have one so like literally I'm it like <laughs> <laughs> the entertainment are. i'm is. the example i'm the you know everything and like you know if they're born if he's bored like that that's me you know like, that's yeah. not me i mean i you guys know i love boredom is a good thing i, I yes. really do think it's a good yeah. thing but it, it really is challenging sometimes and having like man you just like go outside and play it's like with each other or something like yeah. that it doesn't really yeah. happen all the time so yeah how do no. you is it it's- easier having four is it like you know is it harder in I will say this was the
1: thing I was most scared of when we started homeschooling. I was like, but I have a tiny baby. Like, what am I going to do? And then I had a few tiny babies. And I was like, how can I create this perfect school, quiet environment for my oldest when the other ones are screaming and need their diaper change or whatever? And yes, that was a season. That was a season. And there were interruptions. And yet she's doing fun. (laughs) So, you know, I think kids are way more resilient than we think they are. Um, Also, the place where I'm speaking to you from used to be our schoolroom. Now it's kind of like my office and our playroom and our craft room. But like we homeschool, on the kitchen counter we homeschool on the kitchen table on the couch on floor outside under a tent i mean there you can homeschool anywhere (laughs) and i think that is one of the most free was one of the most freeing things for me because now we're just like mobile um and i love it and i think what you brought up absolutely kids can learn from each other so um i love seeing the different gifts that some of my kids have one of them is super organized have you ever heard of the home edit it's like a a couple of friends who like go around and organize people's houses and like put things in. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fun. So she and I watched an episode of that and she was like, I'm going to go do my closet now. And I was like, She's like, do we have product, like the organizing boxes? And I was like, we have cardboard boxes. She was like, that'll do. And so like, just, totally. that's just her jam. And so she's really good at that. And so the morning meeting board for our four-year-old, she's the one who's moving all the days to the right order, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Um, My oldest, that's our second, our oldest is very much on top of like spelling, like dictating to her six-year-old brother, hey, these are your six words give me this, give me this, give me this. And they'll throw, you know, invisible snowballs at each other as they spell words and stuff like that. So it's just, it's fun because you kind of see what stuck. This is a a fun tip. When you see what stuck and what went well with the older ones and you're like, oh, that didn't go well, but like this did, we're definitely doing that again. That was really cool to see as well. Um, So yeah, there are definitely challenges, but being able to say, you two go outside and play together. And knowing that they've got a bud, they're not gonna like get into anything seriously. Well, they could, but nothing's seriously good. At least there's a witness. Um and, and so um they've got they've got a buddy. That's that's been good to see. And um we've heard from other families with four and more um that it's really nice to have that even number. Um, but obviously any number will do. And it's, uh, yes, it's work
0: absolutely, out. absolutely. And I love that you, how you said, you know, the you learn what's working for one, and that won't necessarily work for the next one, but mm-hmm. at least you have the thinking behind it, right? And so mm-hmm. you can apply different thinking behind it. And you can, the, I mean, the last one's going to be like, I got this, right?
1: <laughs> Whatever. We're good. <laughs> we're
0: good for the last exactly. one. I know. It's super fun. And so, you know, I think that it's difficult sometimes when we're busy parents to, really, we have all our hours mapped out and we got this schedule or whatever, and we're just trying to get it through the day, check off our boxes, get to the end and make feel like we made some kind of progress somewhere. <laughs> and so how do you get to the point at which you have time to really Spend time on self-care, like mm-hmm. really spending, because that's so important, especially for busy parents who are just kind of a little bit overwhelmed in in 500 places in our minds. Absolutely.
1: Um, Okay, I would say routines and work blocks. And here's what I mean by that. Um, Yes, a routine kids know what's expected of them. Um, If you've got any classroom teachers listening, they understand this, they know what a procedure will do for the magic of getting groups of humans to do things. Um, So that's really important. What's expected of them. Um, You know, if you don't get these things done. There's no this, this, and this privilege or whatever. Um, however, for me personally, I've found that since I do work, I'm an online teacher in the early, early mornings. I work from 5 to about 8.30 in the morning teaching, mostly kids in Asia. Um, I found that I need to, number one, um, read and pray. That's something that I need to do every day. And I also need to work out. If I don't get those two things in, I don't feel very human. And I'm not being the mom that I want to be later on in the day. I'm going to be thinking, oh, can I get it? I get a quick workout in this afternoon. Oh, I feel guilty about this. I don't want I don't want those things in there because I don't have enough bandwidth, mental bandwidth for that. I want to check those things off, make sure they're done well, make sure I feel good, and then launch into the rest of the day. So I found that that um, you know, self-care block, if we want to call it that, early in the morning, then my work block, and then at about 8:30, I come downstairs when my husband is working with the kids over oatmeals that I've prepared the night before. So again, this. The, the school day starts the day before. I need to prep oatmeal,s and, you know, any, they stacks. We've just got stacks of books for each kid and they know where to go grab their stuff from. Um, if all that is organized, everything seems to run pretty smoothly. Um, inevitably, kids are kids, right? Something's going to go awry. And so it's being able to take that deep breath. And again, not perfect at this, but being able to take that deep breath and say, hey, this might not get done today that's okay. <laughs> like nobody is on our backs just being like, did you do every single item on the language arts worksheet? No, that's okay. It's okay. We get it done tomorrow. There's going to be another time. Um, so I think that has been really freeing as well, um, to kind of walk into this and say, what does this kid need to learn today? How can I provide that to them? And then be flexible enough to kind of step back and, um, let some of it go as well.
0: That is absolutely something I teach in the homeschool success club. I definitely teach like, you know, weekly going through and having a, Blank page mentoring, where you just go through and say, what does each kid need? What does, Mm -hmm. what do I need to be for this kid? And that makes all the difference. It really Mm -hmm. does. And that's where great teaching and great mentoring comes in. And I do love that you said that, you know, you have to clear your mind in the beginning of the day. And like, really, for me, my productive time is the morning time. So Mm -hmm. I want to be on a roll. I want to be working. I want to be getting stuff done. And then he as well. And then teaching kids also how to own their own education is something Mm which you, you can do at an early age to start. You do have to be involved, of course, but as they get older and I'm seeing that now, my son's like, (laughs) I am teaching him the flexibility part where you're not going to get everything done that you have. I never, ever, I said this yesterday, literally one, there's never been one day. I think that I've literally gotten every single thing on my Mm -hmm. to-do list done. I don't remember that day, but, but you just have to be flexible and you have to go with it and get, get you. That's why we prioritize. And that's why. so he's really learning about scheduling and it's fun to watch him do that and to watch him learn about how to let something go. And then also how to really prioritize and say, okay, this is something that needs to happen. So watching you do that as a parent is really key.
1: Yeah. And Another, to speak to that, I mean, I just, I got to speak with someone on my YouTube channel about executive functions. And, you know, this is something that we probably learned about in a psych course long ago and have since forgotten. But these are like the things that make us take action, the things that help us anticipate what's coming. And if kids know, and my 10-year-old, similar to your oldest. Okay. So she's very type A, very, very firstborn of her is like, hi, we would like to play with our ponies. She's drawing. She loves art. So she want to draw some ponies. We need three more, but I've only got two more opportunities. Like in terms of her, like we do art hub for kids, like that YouTube channel where they do drawings and stuff. I've only got two more opportunities for that. Would you mind if I finish all my schoolwork early, got one extra of those in, and then I'll have time to finish this before the, we have a long weekend before the long weekend. And I was like, yes absolutely have um yeah <laughs> beautifully yes a hundred times so it's stuff like that where you know she understands her the priorities that I have for her that we've talked about together um and also you know the blocks where things are acceptable and unacceptable and so once they kind of get that it's beautiful to watch but obviously being in the trenches with a two three four five year old and you're like come on I told you what to do like that that's we feel you high five if you're there but yeah seriously get it together toddlers come on (laughs) (laughs) we <laughs> were, <laughs> we're all the there the preschoolers
0: and the beautiful man. When it comes
1: together yeah
0: i know it is beautiful and you can see the results like now you know i have a almost 15 year old and he's like writing out his own schedules he's writing out his you know he's keeping his daily logs of his at, his activities and his you know studying and things and it's really impressive to be able to see him take initiative in that area so it's really fun and i um so <laughs> So speaking of that, because we are all super trying to get our box checked, it box checked, and everything. And so, while we're doing that, we're thinking in our minds. We're we're thinking in our minds of all the things we have to do. But our kids are talking to us and saying, "My one is you, my ponies." And can you look at my ponies? Can you da 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 da? Can we draw? Look at. You're like I'm trying to just give me five minutes. (laughs) But how do you take? a step back and how do you be present with your kids? Do you have specific times of day where, or do you have routines where you have little interjections throughout the day where that's a routine or do you just say, okay, no, this is a priority. I need to stop right now. Cause sometimes you can't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you can't. So, um, for example, this space is kind of mom's corner. And if I'm up here, they know they need to peek their head in. And if I go <laughs> They're gonna back out the door silently and shut the door um, because I'm filming something or talking with someone or whatever. So that's the the first thing. So kind of these cues that we've built in. Um, but most of the time I'm actually working at the kitchen table downstairs because my husband also is from home and usually he's in meetings and so the door is shut there. So I'm the parent on duty most of the afternoon. Um and our older two, our younger two are still napping, but our older two are kind of around and just doing their extra school stuff. And hey, can you look at this? Hey, can I work on this? So a lot of that is preempting what they might need um, for the younger ones that's making sure materials and snacks are either they're taught how to get them. So if they want an apple, they know to ask someone before they grab a knife to cut it. Um, so we can be there or teach them how, you know, our six-year-old is using a knife and a cutting board. That freaked me out at first. And then I was like, you can do this. Um, and so if he knows how, Great. Um, The younger one knows she needs to ask somebody else. The clay is around. The the colored pencils are all at their level. So a lot of that, I don't need to be interrupted for. All of that is at their level. So if you can kind of preempt that for younger kids, for toddlers, maybe it's, this is like the best tip ever that we got. Have a whole cabinet full of plastic stuff in the kitchen cause that's like an instinct for little kids is to like pull everything out of the cabinet. If there's one cabinet and that one is unlocked, boom! that's like gold mine for them. So things like that, where like, you're not gonna, you've got something to get done. Great. You work on it. Kids going to make chaos in the kitchen with plastic cups. It could be worse things. It's fine. Um, so all these things that you can kind of set up, but when it comes to actually like eye contact, um, I heard this once and it was really, especially with multiple kids, really impactful. Um, Who's going to remember this moment? Is it the two-year-old who's like, "Um, look at my blocks, look at my blocks? Mm. Or is it the six-year-old who's like, hey, I have a question. It's going to be the six-year-old. They're the ones who need your hand on their shoulder, attention on them. Two-year-old, hey, come in my lap for a second. Let's listen to what she's got to say. And then we'll hear what you have to show me. Um, so who's going to remember this? What's the like cognitive impact of what's happening right now? Yeah, it's a small moment. But some of those moments we can recall, right? I mean, I, know, I can recall some of those impactful moments feeling set aside or feeling really heard. Um, and those can be really, really helpful and impactful. So um, I would say that. And then also just the discipline of look away from the screen. Don't talk to someone because, and again, another thing that I've heard that just these little things to repeat, when you think about who you want your kids to marry, do you want them to be some genius or do you want them to be a kind, compassionate person? I'm leaning toward the second. Genius would be fantastic. That's great. But I'm leaning toward the second. And so if the genius is over here typing away, making a lot of money, that's great. However, I want them to feel like uh, the appropriate polite thing to do is to look someone in the eye. And so I want to make sure that that's modeled as well. So all these little things kind of add up. But when you kind of get those little uh, habits of getting your eyes off the screen type thing, that's, that's hopefully what will add up. We'll see. Come back to me in five years. We'll see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress, man, for all of us. It's a work it in is. progress. And you know, I th- what you said reminded me of this, uh, this story I heard about this married this couple that was married and they were talking about how they relate to each other. And she was saying how her husband is super present with her. And that really inspires her to be present with him, obviously, and, and really acknowledge. And she feels loved and appreciated. And I just remember that because she says, whenever she comes in the room and she says, Hey, can I, can I talk to you about something? He literally like puts physically everything down turns and like looks and says okay what you know like what do you need and then they talk from there or you know they says like can it give me like five minutes or something, you know, and then literally present, like just puts it down. And that reminded me of what you said about who's going to remember this. I love that statement that actually gave me goosebumps because it was like, who's really this, who's really important. And we talk about not having screen time or people on screens at, you know, meal times or whatever, and all that stuff. But we want to make sure that we have that for our kids too. And my son knows that when the door is closed right to the office, that yeah. it's, it's recording time. And I always tell him that too ahead of time. And, yeah. and, and he's totally self-sufficient now, but even in the, in the early days, he knew, you know, the routines that we've set. And I love that you, that you said that about the routines and the pre cues that you give your kids and they already know what's going on. And I, that that really is important because then you can be present for them later if you're not frustrated at the in the middle of what you're doing cuz you're like
1: why would you just leave me alone for 5 seconds? I just need to yeah. finish this one thing. And then yeah. you're like, "What?" <laughs> you're like, "Whose voice is this?" Yeah, totally. And we've all been there, right? I think that's important to understand like everyone feels that. That's natural because you are divided. You're divided. Your attention cannot be in those two places. And yeah, set those boundaries. It's, it's it's in order to be the moms and dads that we want to be, there have to be those steps, those precursors.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, what advice do you have for, you know, a new homeschooler that's like, I don't even know if I can do this. I work, I have all these kids or I even, you know, even if I don't have all these kids, I'm working, I don't know, homeschooling to, you know, I I don't even know if I have time for it. Mm -hmm. How how do you really give confidence to those parents that say that you can be a good parent and still be a homeschooler and have other activities going on?
1: Yeah, I think there, um, the expectation piece, I think, is big for, for us. And so at first, the expectation, you know, when you're just starting out, I think the expectation needs to be really low across, across the board. Even if your child is doing really well academically, lower those expectations for a while. You know, and if, we, if you're business people and you're getting into homeschooling while working, give yourself some, some deadlines, right? Give yourself a month see how it's going after a month. We always do like a rolling start to school. So we'll start with math and then we'll add in language arts and then we'll add in another subject. And that just gives everybody a minute to breathe because we've all been free for a little while. Then once you've got a good routine, you're looking at, okay, great. Are we hitting the goals that we need? If you've got state requirements or whatever, fantastic. Make sure you're checking those boxes because we do want to do this with excellence, right? And then Figure out where your pain points are um, for some of us who are working that may be but I, I'm staying up too late because I don't have enough time to do the work during the day. Yeah, check what's going on during the day? Does something need to be adjusted? Are there too many activities? not enough activities, too much um, you know time spent kind of in those intermediate things of like you know brushing teeth or cleaning up after lunch. Who can help with lunch? You know, if your kids just peace out after lunch. What Hmm? got a (laughs) lesson here. Who can put the dishes in the sink? Who who's good in who's good at organizing and wants to fill up the dishwasher? I mean stuff like that. That when you recognize those things, those gifts in your kids and you know say, Hey, this is your expectation. After lunch, you're the one who sweeps. Great. Then that's there. And the other one's gonna sweep in the evening or whatever. Um, But having those expectations, I think low at the beginning, then kind of ramping up and doing some evaluations throughout is really going to help you um, just check in. And remember, this is your homeschool. So yeah, while you may have some oversight somewhere, um, you know, I'm from Virginia, I'm a licensed teacher in Virginia. We don't have any oversight for licensed teachers, which is fantastic. I feel like I can just take a deep breath and do what we want to do. And it's, it's amazing. It's worked out really well. So especially leaning into that, I've been able to say, Hey, we're not going to start. We're going to go travel for six weeks and, you know, start school in October, which we did last year. And yeah, we finished in August, but that's okay. Nobody's telling us we have to start on September 1st. I mean, so it's it's this thing where it's our school. And so I would say lean into that as well. See what would make your values, whatever that may be. If you're valuing a lot of sports or a lot of music or a lot of academics or a lot of clubs or a lot of interaction elsewhere, I mean, go for it. Um, but maybe have some moments of reevaluation um, so that you're so that you're making sure everybody's happy because that's that's what kids are going to walk away from. I remember, quick story here. I mean, I had some friends who I went to college with who were homeschooled and we were all like, you all are weird. Like who would homeschool their kid up, to, up right. to college? And then we were all like, you are the coolest people once you get to know them because you're like, you had such a rich family environment. You actually like your siblings. You actually like your family. Like, this is really cool. And I love my family. But at the same time, like, it's just another level. I think when you spend that much time together, you get to know each other in such a, a different way. And so yeah. I think that's a really cool thing that you need to lean into. And remember that this is going to go beyond number seven on page 36. This is, you know, down the road, who do you want your kid to be? And so it's it's a really beautiful thing. Lean into that and um, make it your own.
0: Right. You guys, seriously, aren't Melissa and I like, I mean, we're here, right? I mean, yeah. we're here because this is the, everything we teach in the homeschool success club, right? So this is all we go through. We talk about systems, creating systems. So, you know, when I was a classroom teacher, you had to create systems, right? We have to create systems or you will die. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you, you, that whole point about what you have to do what your kids can do you know how you cannot be overwhelmed nobody wants you in bed at night at midnight grading your kids papers and by the way you don't need to grade your kids papers and so they're in high school you give them grades but nobody else needs grades so so and then we also talk about really really being you know, having routines and we talk about going through and giving yourself grace because you definitely do need to have an adjustment period. If you're brand new and your kid's brand new, you have all these things. And you guys, if you haven't listened to the family reset um, talk that I did a couple weeks ago, definitely go back and listen to that, watch that video, because that is something where you can just check check into every single time you feel off. You can feel a dynamic change. Say, I'm going to go into a family reset. And it doesn't have to be, can be for any length of time. Could be for an afternoon, could be for a few days, could be for weeks, could be for a couple months if you need to. But that's where you create those close family relationships that Melissa was talking about, which you guys, I tell you all the time is the mo- the best and the least talked about benefit of homeschooling. It really is is that relationship you have that your kids tell you things that you, you would have never told your parents right. <laughs> when right. you were in school. I tell my son that all the time. I'm like, yeah, we didn't talk like that. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. that's, that's,
0: not how, that's not how I grew up. But that's a different you know, a different culture that you're creating in your home and with your kids and so amazing. It's so fun. It's such a great experience. And yeah, you're going to have some times where you feel like a little bit overwhelmed, but again, keeping the priority, the priority and having those, you know, letting everybody feel like they're in the right groove is important. And if you're not, Hey, contact us, right? Contact me. We'll figure it out. Get our resources. Cause you guys, you don't have to feel that way. And it is so amazing when you're in the right groove and you're, you're just jamming and everybody's going and yeah, you're busy, but you're not overwhelmed. There's a difference, right? And so for busy moms who've already been homeschooling for a while, but are like, ah, you know, how do you, what would you say to them in as far as tips for getting out that overwhelm and really feeling like they can be present because a frustrated mom is nobody's yeah. nobody's friend. <laughs> yeah.
1: True. True. I would say see what you can switch up. Um uh, it's it's funny when people say are you going to homeschool like through high school like is this like a whole thing? And I'm like, you know what, we never plan more than a year in advance. Sometimes I buy books because we live abroad and we have to like send them in a suitcase with someone. But beyond that <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, I don't plan too much ahead. And when our kids ask about high school or college, we say, yeah, what do you think? What are are you interested in? Does that sound interesting to you? That way, you know, if things come up that they're, you know, high school sports or whatever, Hey mom, you played soccer in high school. I go, yeah, I did. I played a lot of soccer. I think that would be really cool. Great. Let's look into that. So you're, you're constantly listening and adjusting. No year has looked the same. We've been doing this for seven years. Again, 10-year-old is the oldest. So since she was three, again, you can imagine how that's changed. And she's, you know, excelling right now. However, it's looked different every year. It's looked like adapting and finding new tools, finding ways to keep this fresh um, <laughs> from the mouths of babes, right? From our four-year-old. She goes, Mom, we do the same thing every day. And I'm like, You're four. Like we have to sing the ABCs and like do the calendar and stuff like that, and she's like, "Yeah, can I like build something?" And I was like, "Heck yeah!" So I pulled out, and it was it was one of those things where it kind of kicks you, kicks you in the behind, and is like, "Go find something." There's free stuff out there. Like, go and of course my over overachiever self with the firstborn, I printed everything out. I fake laminated it with packing tape and it was all tucked away somewhere in a, in a nesting phase that I did, but I pulled it all out and she's loving it now. So I would say find stuff, find some new stuff. You may know what works and what worked 10 years ago for your oldest might not be what you or the four-year-old needs right now. So it's stuff like that, that I think it's um, a breath of fresh air for everyone involved, to try some new stuff. Um, I would also say look for things that maybe aren't typical. Um, As a classroom teacher, um, some classroom teachers may recognize something called Nearpod, which I love and I use in my online classes all the time. Not a lot of homeschoolers are talking about Nearpod, but it's like my secret weapon. Because when the kids are like, can we go to that reptile museum place? And I'm like, yeah. But first, we're gonna do a reptile report. And I just made that up right now, but we're gonna, I'm gonna put all the Nearpod links and the vocabulary links in one Google Doc and we're gonna study this before we go. Great, unit study done. However, I wouldn't have known about that three years ago because I wasn't using Nearpod three years ago. And so it's stuff like that where if you just learn, put your ear to the ground, talk to some friends, network, get in a group like the Freedom Scholar, I mean, there's so much out there that people are offering for free. It's insane, isn't it? I mean, its I know what I offer for free sometimes. I'm like, is this a good idea? And then I'm like, wait, it's fine. Everybody can use it. Um, and so it's its stuff like that where you're just like, this is the, this is a beautiful time to homeschool. Um, lean into all that free stuff. Look around, spend some time looking around and um, keep it all bookmarked. I, a little practical tip for you. If you're a Gmail user, look on the right side of your dashboard of your Gmail kind of interface. And there's a little yellow... Um, light bulb. That's Google Keep. And you can make these little post-it notes that live there forever and on your phone. And you can highlight links from something on your phone and put it on your your Google Keep and it'll pop up on your computer later so you can really check it out. I mean, there's lots of little um, simple tips that you can do that you can take advantage of to really grab all those free things and um, see when you need to use them.
0: I, I love that. And, I, you know, reminds me of I keep an Amazon list, too, for just anything that I see that's recommended mm-hmm. and that we can maybe get later. He might be interested in or would be good for us to, you know, get at some point. I put it in the Amazon list. I mean, my Amazon list is. Whoo, <laughs> but that's what I send to grandparents and to aunts and uncles and things for Christmas birthdays and stuff. Well, what is he into? What does he need? Ba-da-da-da. I'm like, here's a few tips. And oh, always ends up loving it. Exactly, 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 right? (laughs) And I get it for free. So... (laughs) (laughs)
1: We'll tip, <laughs> tip
0: there. But I love that you said that. And can you tell us about Nearpod a little bit? Because a lot of us probably don't know about Nearpod. So can sure. you just share with us what it is.
1: Yeah. So it's a, a website for free, Nearpod.com. If you go there, you can open an account for free. The only difference between the free and the paid is the amount of storage that you have. So if you've got a kid or two and they're working on a few lessons, you don't really need to pay for anything because you can just rotate uh, through your lessons. OK, there's, a, there's thousands of pre-made lessons in there. So for example, my reptile house example, um, I needed to make sure they knew the difference between vertebrates and invertebrates. I literally, 30 minutes before we hopped on this call, was typing in vertebrates and invertebrates and copying the link into a Google Doc. Each of our kids has a Doc in our family, Google Drive. This is just a way for us to keep them off of Googling stuff, you know tech management um, is tricky and we just want to head off any problems if we can. So each kid has a Google Doc. They know that that's where their assignments live if I'm giving them any. Um, So I put the link there. They click the link and they sign in and they complete the lesson. Um, There are songs, there are wrapped songs about vertebrates who knew that existed, but it'll stick That's in their awesome. minds. Yeah. Um, there's matching activities, there's drawing activities, there's writing activities, there's quizzes, there's gamified quizzes, so much stuff in there. Um, and I, I hate that more people don't know about it because it's like a gold mine and it's all pre-made for you, but you can make your own from scratch lesson, So I have a YouTube video on this that people can take a look at. But if you want to make your from scratch lesson, it's basically like a PowerPoint on the side and you just kind of drag in different elements that you want your kids to work on, um, on any topic. So they could create one if they wanted to. I've seen that before too, kids logging in as like a, a teacher. I, I would only do this as like a homeschool I think I wouldn't really do this in a school setting, but uh, have kids create their own presentation, run younger siblings through something. Um, I have my eye on that soon. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really great tool. And their sister company Vocabulary, is the one that creates all these wrapped videos on math, science, social studies, multiplication, dreaded multiplication tables, all in there. Um, Ton of ton of great topics, um, as well as vocabulary, um, which you would expect from flow vocabulary. So, yeah, really, really great options. And again, you can start out for free. Um, there's no time limit on the free account either. Um, so I used that for years before I really got into it and needed the bigger account
0: that's cool that's yeah. such a great resource and definitely something where you can help keep kids organized while you're working on stuff or you're doing some, something else and they know mm-hmm. exactly where to go i love that and then because when you do that and you have everybody has knows what they need to do they have their roles then you can come back to them at when you're done or at the you know routine time or scheduled time block of time that you've scheduled for that and you can really be present with them because mm-hmm. everybody's in their space and everybody had you know, together time and they have away time and then, you know, independent projects and things like that. So even when they're little, like Melissa's making it work with that. I love that. And it, A lot of people say, well, I can't do that with my littles. And sometimes you can't, depending on their needs, you know, if they're, you know, special needs or something, you definitely need to have more, more flexibility in that area. But Mm -hmm. that is where you come up with the, what, um, Thomas Jefferson education calls a six month purge. Like you just need to like purge some stuff, you know, either in your brain or in your, in your physical, you know, house, or just get things out of your house in your mind or your schedule and just purge some stuff and really saying no to some things. I love that idea Mm -hmm. because that's something that we tend to just take on a lot of things because we have time. Oh yeah, it's fine. I can do it. It's important. It's important. It's important. important. There are very few things that are very great things to do that will impact your priorities. Mm -hmm. And so compare them to that. And I think that you're right on there. And I love that I can tell that Melissa goes, like, at 95 miles an hour, like, most of the day. And then, like, she's, like, has her downtime.
1: And <laughs> no, like, 9 and p.m. my battery down. is at zero. I'm like, bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Because I get up at 4. And so it's, you know biologically, you need the
0: rest. Oh Um, yeah. At 9 PM, you would be done if you get it before. Yeah, that's, that's natural. (laughs) That's for sure. You need that. I love this has been so absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for coming. And can you share with us, just how we reach you, how do people contact you and what, what kind of like, how do we get tutoring? How do we, you know, contact you with your YouTube and, 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 definitely put, um, the links in the comments for us, if you would, in sure. so that we can link them both in our podcast and on YouTube and Facebook.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I am Melissa is teaching on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Um, YouTube, I love um, helping people figure out how to be present in their home life while teaching online and homeschooling um, and helping people who are, you know, trying to work and trying to bring in income while homeschooling, it's possible. And um, figuring out ways to do that is really important. Um, And then if you are looking for resources, I have flex classes, self-paced classes, as well as lots of printable resources. Um, And all of those are on my website, which um, will likely be linked below as well. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And you guys, if you got the newsletter, you got all of her, all of her resources and she does have amazing print materials, which you can get and help your kids through organizing and brainstorming and things like that, journaling. And I really love that because it's something that helps them own their own education. Exactly. So it's mm-hmm. really, really cool. Thank you so much for coming today. I know that we are going to be working a lot together. This is not the last time you're going to see Melissa. That is for sure. <laughs> She's everywhere, by the way. She's everywhere. <laughs> I go on Facebook, I'm like, there's Melissa again. <laughs> She's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Okay. You guys, I will talk to you next time. And I am so excited for you to implement these strategies into your life and definitely be more present with your kids because you can, and it's going to be, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. I think we've, we, we figured it's always going to be a little bit of a, a struggle and there are seasons of life always, mm-hmm. but you can do this. You guys got this. And so thank you, Melissa. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. If you're loving this information and want to connect with Cami Live, join our Facebook group, the Freedom Scholar Homeschooling Community. Every Thursday in Live with Cami, you can get more great homeschool tips, how-tos, and resources, and get your questions answered. And subscribe to our newsletter to get your free ebook creating educational harmony in your home see show notes for the links hope to see you live this is an informational podcast the information presented in each episode is the most recent and honest to the best of the presenters ability results are not guaranteed This podcast aims to educate and there are no guarantees of results implied. Listeners are encouraged to seek out and meet their local homeschool requirements. Any products, websites, and company names mentioned in this podcast are their respective owners' trademarks or copyright properties. The presenter is not associated or affiliated with them in any way unless otherwise stated. Nor does the referred product, website, or company necessarily sponsor, endorse, or approve this podcast. We hope you enjoy and find value in each episode. This content is copyrighted and not authorized for reproduction.